I mentioned earlier what the Gemara says in Nazir and Kiddushin that if somebody, a woman, made a nether and unbeknownst to her, she, um, her husband suspended her nether and he has the right to do so, which means her nether is no longer binding. Let's say she made a nether, she'll be a Nazir, she won't drink wine. And her husband heard about it and wherever he is, he doesn't have to tell her he decided to suspend the nether. So now she's no longer bound by her nether. She's allowed to drink wine, but she doesn't know that. She thinks she's still bound by the iser of drinking wine. And she goes ahead and drinks wine intentionally. Is she has, does she have to get a kapora? Is she guilty of something? At least of intending to do an avera, even though in reality she did not commit any avera. And the Gemara learns from the positive Hashem Yisrachlot that she is guilty. She needs a kapora, even though in actuality she didn't do an avera. Because in her intention, in her thought, she thinks she's doing avera. He says, the Gemara Rabbi Kiva wept. He says, wow, that even if somebody intends to do an avera, but in the end it didn't materialize, he has to bring a kapora and eat slicha. How much more if somebody intends to do an avera and it, and it materializes into an avera, how much more how guilty he, he, he must be. Now the question is, why did Rabbi Kiva cry? Davki Rabbi Kiva was the one who cried when he saw this Pasuk. So there's a Sefer Beishmul Achrin, one of the great Goenim of the time of the Mizrachamagit, Al-Terebim. He was one of the first Maskimim on the Sefer Noim El-Melech. So the, the Beishmul Achrin says like this, we know that the, the Asora Ruge Malchus Rabbi Kiva was one of them, was because they were Gilgulim of the Tzeres Hashvatim. It says from the Arizal that the ten martyrs, the ten Harugi Malchus, were a Gilgul, each one was a Gilgul of a, of a different one of the, of the Shvatim. Even though there were only nine brothers, because Reuven wasn't there, and Yosef was the victim, and Binyamin wasn't there, so there was only nine brothers, but it says they were mitzarev, the eibishter, that um, to, to this, this, this psak din, that Yosef must be sold as a slave because of what he, they paskent al-pedin, they were done him according to Allah that he needs to be punished, and the mitzarev, the eibishter, to be masking with them. So with the eibishter together, it's ten. Now for Pshimshin Ostopola, one of the great Mekabolim, it says that Rabbi Kiva was the tenth one, which is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But uh, in, in here and here in this um, Sefer, he brings from the Arizal that actually Rabbi Kiva was a Gilgul of Shimon. And Shimon, as we know, was the most guilty of all of them because he was, as Rashi brings, he was the one who suggested that uh, let's kill him. He wanted to kill him. He didn't want to sell him. He, wanted, he was the one who suggested right from the beginning, let's kill him. So he was the most uh, antagonistic to Yosef. And that's why it says Rabbi Kiva suffered more than any of the other uh, Harugi Malchus. The Gemara describes a terrible pain they inflicted on him. She so says, this is why Rabbi Kiva cried. When he heard this pasuk, when somebody intends to do an avera, even if in the end it materializes into something good, 
you still are guilty because your intention was to do an Averim. So therefore, when the brothers of Yosef, Yosef said to his brothers, don't worry about it, you're not guilty of anything. Because even though your intentions was to wrong me, or to inflict evil on me, but in the end it materialized in something good. But when Rabbi Kiva heard the Pasuk Hashem Yislach which seemed to say, not like Yosef, it seemed to say that, Sof called Sof, if you have bad intentions, even if it didn't materialize in an evil way, you're still guilty. So that's why he wept, because he realized that because he's a Gilgal of Shimon, he will have to bear the brunt of the punishment for their evil intentions.